Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Melissa. And I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about private practice, season three, episode 22. Episode 22, In the Name of Love, was written by Fred Einsman and directed by Mark Tinker. It aired on May 6th, 2010. Enjoy! Uh, what's your first note? Ooh, let's see. I said, oh, their homes are that close. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that they were neighbors, but like, I don't think I realized that, oh, when someone's on the balcony and someone's on the back porch, you can literally like have a full conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mine's similar. I said, come yeah. on, Romeo and Juliet mirroring. Yes. I was like, okay. Oh, yes. They were giving very Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <sighs> it was a very romantic moment. <laughs> it was. It was. This was a good um, Addison Sam episode, I think. Yeah, it was. It was. I was recapping shortly before we hopped on, and um, it's paused now at the because I had watched and I was like, let me refresh. And uh, it's the moment where they're kind of like really close when in they're the in surgery, surgery together. Mm-hmm. I was like, how do you make surgery romantic? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> they found a way somehow. Somehow those somehow. that eye acting. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my next note is yay, 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 charcuterie. Yes, uh, I know. I love seeing them like Happy. rekindle the fire. I said yeah. back in the sack. <laughs> <laughs> I know I was happy I was happy to see that especially because like I I know that at the end of the last episode they said that they were going to get dinner but then I was like wait what (laughs) whatever came of that exactly yeah Yeah. and my last first note is that Violet's Mm -hmm. hair is heart 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 yes yes I really love her like look like look this part of the season overall I've been like really into it yeah Mm -hmm. oh I didn't do our page oh go ahead no, you. Oh don't. please! Oh no! I've, no, I was just gonna say how big Maya is. I guess we haven't seen her in a while, and yeah, she has grown in that time. She <laughs> has amazed by that. She sure has. I haven't done our patient breakdown, so let me do that. Oh, let's do that. Let's do it. All right. So we have first notes and miscellaneous per usual, which we have already started. <laughs> yes. Yes. Maya Bennett is pregnant. Claire has a brain tumor. William White has amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, which is ALS. Mm-hmm. Kim Walters is pregnant and has an abdominal aortic aneurysm, or as I heard Sam say, a triple A. Troy Hagen has a chest laceration and subclavian artery injury. And Del Parker has an arm injury. I don't have anything about Troy Hagen or Dell because it was in like the last second of the mm-hmm. of the thing, but uh, they're mm-hmm. on our patient breakdown nonetheless. Amazing. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Are we finished with first notes or did I cut you off again? No, I think what I said, Claire said she, oh yeah, literally just me doing my comedic thing where I just literally repeat what's already a fact. No, tell like, me, Claire tell me. She, Claire said she found God. <laughs> my literal last note was <laughs> yeah something like that yeah that's all <laughs> right right I love how Dell was like I have a scar <laughs> yes I love Dell I love Dell in this episode I know I was gonna write a note about like that the patient was obviously you know violent towards the staff yeah but because she's there for anger issues I guess it like, you'd think she'd be fired as a patient, but she's not. Right, right. And also, we didn't see it, I don't think. 
no, they don't, don't show it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just my little, um, I still, when I get a second, I'm going to go all graphic design crazy and make us yeah. that like, um, Oceanside Wellness HR. Yes. <laughs> Appreciation day. Yeah. yeah. There needs to be one. Yeah. Sure. Truly. When I get a when I get a second above the water, as we'd say with our beach imagery. Yeah. All right, moving on to Maya Bennett is pregnant. Maya. I love that Dell came in to do her ultrasound early to accommodate her schedule. And I love mm-hmm. that he's working so closely with her and caring for her so well especially considering his history with Naomi, which I often yeah. forget. Yeah, me too. I know. Yeah. I this is I think this is the first scene that it was like even brought back to my remembrance cuz there there's been like Maya and Del have such great moments together that mm-hmm. I'm just like in another world and another life I would have loved to kind of have even seen like what what like maybe a romantic relationship between those two would have been even considering Naomi's history like that would have I'm like that could have been spicy but but in this scene I was reminded like you said of he and Naomi's past and I was just like oh wow oh my god I've literally never thought of that I know and I know there's like a like when we think about it realistically there's there's still quite a big of a gap between their age so um yeah 10 years in 10 years like now when she's 27 and then he's 40 Wow. Oh, wow. Because he's like our age now. No, I'm saying now. In the episodic timeline. Yeah, he's like our age ish. Wow. That's so crazy. And Maya's 15. Exactly. So it's still very weird in these given circumstances. True. But no, I, the, um, the chemistry is there for like a, a close relationship of some sort. Yes. Yes. I agree. I love that. I've never, I've literally never even thought of that. Yeah. The, the hopeless romantic. We just, me, but yeah. yeah. But, but I think that they do a good, good job of like showing like the kind of sibling like. Yes. Love yes. Yeah. Uh, like a big brother moment. Yeah. yeah. We, we just yeah. want Del to be happy. That's all we want is. We do. Del we to do. be, what did they say? Happy, healthy, and wealthy. <laughs> yes. All of those <laughs> things he deserves. Hmm. When Naomi walks into that ultrasound she says thanks for having me here hun and i know acknowledging that her distance hurt maya while sa- while simultaneously giving her maya the power to control who's with her in that moment yes it's just really wonderful beautiful great great mothering technique mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. never mad about having yeah. any of those people on our screen no no i've already picked out our um like social picture for when yes. this episode comes out and it's that one. Oh yay. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. What do you have? Let's see what I have for Maya. I said a natural birth, no epidural. <laughs> <laughs> both, both two things that I'm just like, girl. And it's, yeah, it's so funny. And like, I guess we will later see that how um, it's, uh, I feel like I know quite a few friends who went into it being like, I want to do everything natural. And then, they get into it and start to experience it. And they're like, nope, never mind. Give me all the drugs. <laughs> so I very much so when Maya said that, I was like, all right, we'll, uh, we'll see. I know. She's <laughs> like, the, the squats and the relaxation will make it so I don't need the epidural. And it's like, I'm sure you've done your research. And I have never had a child. but uh... Right. I cannot. I can't, can't speak from experience. But I can only imagine the amount of pain. 
yeah. But then I thought it was funny how she kind of dragged Naomi and it wasn't intentional, which I think made it even more hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was like, you not being around actually helped. And I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, little reality check. And she's so much more mature than even the last time we saw her when she wanted that fairy tale yeah. wedding. Yeah, yeah. You do see, I feel like she's more grounded mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she mentions the birthing music, she said, Dink is having my birthing music CD. I was like, what was on Maya's birthing music in 2010? Oh, ooh. I can only imagine. Oh, it was a good era for it music, was. actually. It was. Um, I feel like definitely Beyonce. Oh, That's yeah. That's when Beyonce was kind of like really, really kind of making some big some big waves that's like shortly after like what was single ladies I was kind of like oh nine ish yeah um not that single ladies would be on Maya's birthing playlist but like I think I a lot of the Sasha it. Fierce yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Halo some of those like slower power ballads yeah yeah um and then with the um what was the song that we linked when they were like we are mfeo meant for each meant for each other and that was like alternative oh god yeah yeah i could see her having like half of the one tree hill songs on there and like oh yeah like 182 and like evanescence oh my god bring me to life yes oh my (laughs) god that's like perfect actually yeah right i could see i could see that yeah a lot of those like pop pop songs yeah it's a good pop era Mm -hmm. But I could definitely see her having single ladies on there. I could see her having one, oh, two yeah. step on there. I know that's before. Oh, yes. A little TBT moment. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Uh, wait, was um the, the you? Oh, some Soldier Boy? Yes, yes. Thank yep, you. Yep, yep. That was yep. like 06, 07, like... but I could see yeah. it. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Because I was thinking too, I was just like, I feel like some young money, like mm-hmm. some like little Wayne slash Nikki slash Drake, those early stages. Was Nikki <laughs> on the scene in 2010? She was. She was on the scene before then, but wow. that's when she like really started popping off mm-hmm. um, with her, like like doing a lot of features. Super bass? Super bass, yep. I'm pretty sure that was like the super bass era. Yeah. Yeah. She had a, a like a lot of choices. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I remember when I was, uh, it was not 2010, it was probably like 2006. Um, mm-hmm. I went to camp, like overnight camp, and I burned a bunch of CDs, like so many CDs. Ooh. And I remember all the thought that went into that of like, this is my musical CD. This is my like oldie CD because I was really into Ooh. American Bandstand and like the Temptations at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I had like an entire CD case of CDs to listen to at different times. Ooh. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I love that. I miss, I miss those days. <laughs> I know. I know. I was even thinking about yesterday. I was just like the art of like burning a CD. I was like these these kids will never know. <laughs> yeah, the children. I mean, getting a mixtape from someone. Oh my gosh. It was like a love note. <laughs> yeah, right? Literally. Those were the days. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that Maya's child in the, this year, 2022, is 12 years mm-hmm. old blows my mind. So crazy. Wow. Yeah. 12. Yeah. Wow. And Maya's our age. I put that together. Okay, Maya's our gotcha. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so insane to 
compare the show life to like what it would like that what that would mean today right right because i mean she would have loved gray's anatomy if it wasn't her oh, life sure. like she would have watched that I I definitely think she would be into it. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's this For whole sure. um not conspiracy theory. I brought it up on a on a crossover, I think. Mm-hmm. There's this like thing that Grey's Anatomy, Private Practice, Station 19 are in the universe that we know because like Derek almost went to work for Obama and like they mm-hmm. mentioned the guy who was president in 2016 to 2020 and mm-hmm. um but Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder are in a completely different universe because mm. of Fitz. Yeah. And they interact with each other, but okay. the Grey's universe doesn't interact with them. Gotcha. So I think that's the multiverse of madness, the real multiverse of madness. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense, though. Yeah. Yeah. Back to, you know, the matter at hand. Dell got into UCLA Med. He did. He did. I was so excited for him. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think he had mm-hmm. mentioned applying, had he? No, because I this was like the first I felt that we had heard of it. Yeah. And I thought that it was. So I was like, oh, Dell sharing good news with Maya. I was like, that's really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My last note is at the very, very end when they get the call from I think Dell saying that they're coming in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just how happy Addison and Sam both are and the realization that Sam has he's like is it is is that my is that my is that my yeah 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 that's uh it's like just when things <laughs> were going well because I feel like we've been through so much this season mm-hmm. that like yeah when when it came to that moment I was like oh you got to be kidding yeah. I was like this is not the worst case scenario like come on I Ugh. know I know and uh yeah the worst is yet to come <laughs> uh, and he will not pain. be fine. <laughs> the pain, the pain. <laughs> um, do you have any more for Miss Maya, Maya, Maya? No, that is all I have for her. Mm-hmm. On to Claire with the brain tumor. Yes. I love that tiny, tiny detail that her dress when, you know, they're making out of Violet's couch. Her dress mm. is just a tiny bit unzipped. Did you catch oh, that? I didn't catch that. Oh. Yeah. That is so interesting. Mm-hmm. hmm <laughs> And they also didn't lock the door. Just want to mention that. Oh, see, you think that people in this office would learn. <laughs> no, nope. But um, I meant to what I meant to mention this last time. I'm watching Good Sam which is mm-hmm. CBS on Paramount Plus, and it's Sophia Bush, who I love. Okay. And it's, mm-hmm. um, I'm just going to call him Lucius Malfoy because that's what I know him, but like the guy who played okay. Lucius Malfoy in Harry Potter plays her dad. Uh-huh. And it's a medical drama, but um, it, it's very early grace, and it's only cardiothoracic surgery and a little oh, bit of ER, okay. obviously. But gotcha. um, they locked the door. <gasps> Did they see? In that, in that show. Smart people. Yes, and I, I was like, I have to mention this. Realistic. <laughs> yeah, right, right? So, on Claire, I'm thinking, I mean, we know the answer by the end, but, like, mm-hmm. was the tumor also making her angry, or is she just naturally angry? Like, it seems like two gigantic extremes. And then to mm-hmm. that point, I'm wondering, like, have they tried to give her antidepressants or, like, serotonin in some form right right 
Um, that's a great question. Cause I know we've seen like cases like this before and like, you know, knowing how the tumor can affect people's personalities, but mm-hmm. yeah, did this one definitely left me being like, well, which one, yeah. <laughs> which one was it? Like, who was she truly? But I like, I guess we're supposed to, cause she, cause she was treating her husband kind of mean before Oh yeah, she was diagnosed with the tumor. So I guess we're supposed to believe that like the mean person is her true, true personality. Yeah. Unfortunately. That is, that is what we are meant to believe. Yeah. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Cause it was quite the shift, like for the actress, you know, yeah. She was very, like, made that distinction very clear. <laughs> yes. Um, and she was on Grey's Anatomy, and I have also just watched her episode. We're going to get in. Oh. There's a whole other paragraph of, like, this person was uh, this person. Amazing. She was mad that her husband was so tired and lethargic on this vacation that they had been planning, and then it turns out that he has a uh, tumor that was making him tired, and then she feels really bad oh. at it. Okay. I was used to seeing her annoyed. So then when I saw her really happy, I was like, oh. Yeah, right. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. This is the first time that we're learning that the reason that Amelia turned to drugs was because of her dad's murder, which she was five years old at the time and obviously came a lot later. But I just started thinking about how that robbery shaped both her and Derek. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, seeing your father get murdered in front of you, I would assume as a life-altering thing. But so sad. Yeah. Yeah. Really devastating. And even rewatching it today. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, I feel like it's the first time that we really get, like, the why out of her story. Because mm-hmm. I don't think, yeah, even in Grey's, I don't think it had ever been made clear exactly why she did turn to it. But yeah, and just to also mind blowing that like something traumatic that happened at such a young age could show effects so much later in life. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I love that moment. I agree. Yeah. My last note for Claire, which isn't really about Claire, um, mm-hmm. I was all in for Violet's outfit, as we've been oh, saying. But then she's yes. sitting on the park bench with Claire's husband, and we mm-hmm. see that she has on white tights. <laughs> Oh, oh, <laughs> not white. No, personally, that's my pet peeve outside of ballet class. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I'm just trying, I'm like, who wears white tights in everyday life? Right, like over 10 years old outside of ballet class, I feel like white tights are never the answer. Right. So <laughs> just my last, uh, uh, yeah. That's so funny. You'll see some. <laughs> older women wearing them at church still yes. nowadays but I feel like that's about it I don't think <laughs> right like I'm uh, yeah yeah right with like white gloves uh, and a white hat but this was the whole just, thing yeah this was wow because she was really branching out in her style she really, she really was and may or may not be Sam's style right oh, can't wait to see yeah uh next we have oh do you have anything else for Miss Claire no, just everything that we've gone over. Um, just when she had turned down surgery for reasons that, like, you know, she explained. Um, but then, yeah, that I mentioned her switch up, and that's about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Her personality switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I'm glad that she was having a little a little moment with Violet there at the end of like trying. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. On to William White with ALS. William. 
I have some of my Fife notes in here too, but. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I'll mix them too. Cause I don't have much for William. Yeah. I literally just have that. He's looking rough. I feel like this is the most rough we've ever seen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cause last time we saw yeah. him, it was just like a minor handshake, I think. Right. Really mm-hmm. brief. What's your first note? Girl. That's honestly what I have. Is that he looks for William, and, I'm, and I'm even scrolling to find, see if I, oh yes, I hear you. So I was like, cause I had Fife under Gabriel. Oh, um, oh. But, but I did say, um, cause that's his first name, right? Gabriel. <laughs> but Fife is more fun. Yeah. To call him. I just never um, think of him as Gabriel. Right. He's like such a Fife and yeah. But I did say, wow, it's been a minute because I feel like it's the first time that we're seeing him in a while. Yes. the last time we saw Fife. Okay. I think when when he and uh, Naomi were together. Okay. And when they last had their their kiss, Mm -hmm. that memorable. Yeah. Because we were preoccupied with Kayla Lindy for three hours. And then with the whole Violet Lucas thing. Right. Debacle. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, that was my first note for Fife. It's wild that it seems that Fife is keeping the treatment from William just to spite him when like, that's what Pete brings up. And it's, but also looking at it from like having friends in the sciences, it is just a whole lot of red tape that you, Mm. I mean, he is keeping it from William so that he gets Naomi in the end. Yeah. But it's also a lot of red tape, but it makes for a really good TV. Yeah, 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 I agree. And he could fight for emergency approval, but it could still be too late to help William. So, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, we know in the end he does the right thing. In yeah, big air quotes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And when Fife lifts up his chair to the standing, and that whole moment, because I don't think we've really seen Fife and Pete together too much. When he's like, who's the who's the bigger man now? He goes, I am getting the girl. Right. Yeah. It's always kind of a bigger, bigger spectacle. Yeah. Also, um, last week when we were mentioning how you saw Jesse Williams on Broadway, Tony nominee yeah. Jesse Williams. Oh my gosh, so deserving. Yes. Yeah, so excited for that. Michael Patrick Thornton, who plays Fife, also was opening in what I and you call the Scottish play because it is oh. a play that uh, it's a name that we cannot mention. <laughs> I, I'm yes, too is. superstitious. Yes, I understand. Dear listeners, if you don't know what it is, you can either Google <laughs> him or Google the Scottish play and it will yes. come up with the answers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, don't know. I was starting to get over it. And then, yeah. And then the, um, that was like the last thing that Chris Rock said before Will Smith came on stage. Oh. And because he mentioned the name of the movie because someone was nominated for the movie. Yes, yes. But he said it on a You're stage. Right. And I was like, oh no. Ah, oh, no. I did. That is crazy. I didn't even put two and two together. Mm-hmm. So my yeah. superstition came back in full. Wow. Wow. Let me see if I have anything more for Fife down in my miscellaneous. Oh, sure. I don't think I do. Okay. Yeah, we're going to see more about that, obviously. Right. I like that Pete was standing up for, honestly, someone other than himself, because I feel like yeah. recently he's only been standing up for himself, which is necessary. Right. But also, right. like, right. Kim Walters is pregnant and has an abdominal aortic aneurysm. Oh, Kim. Yeah. So 
he said dad is hovering <laughs> yeah um they're both Grey's Anatomy alum and are they okay I'll say it again when we get to it but the dad air quotes mm-hmm. dad is the guy in the bomb episode who's like who who is the guy who was doing the reenactment with the guy with the bomb so he put the bomb in the guy's okay. stomach cavity whatever it was mm-hmm. and Kim is Devo, who is in season one, I think, and she okay. is super, she's an Orthodox Jew, and she doesn't want the porcine valve, she wants the bovine valve, and I'll get into all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my first note is that I don't like the dad. I mean, I did remember this, um, Yeah, I did remember this storyline, but Addison is right to be like, come check this out, something's not right. Yeah, I was glad she thought some consultation for that because I was like is the father the father of the baby like I was like something weird is going on here yeah anytime I feel like when it's like a child patient and a parent I'm like if the parent feels the need to answer every question then it's kind of like okay what's going on here and not leave her alone not let her be alone right Mm -hmm. yeah very sad we touched on it at the beginning but that very intimate moment with Sam and Addison during surgery I wish I yes. would have gotten just like a cut to one of the scrub nurses in their eyes, just watching that very intimate moment. Uh, <laughs> but we don't know yeah. any of the scrub nurses at um, <laughs> St. Ambrose yet. So that's true. I, but I could have seen that silly music underneath. I mean, it was too serious of a moment for it. Yeah. But like that. That sound. <laughs> yeah. And then the scrub nurse, I'm just seeing Boki's eyes being like, oh. Right. Do <laughs> you have anything else for Kim Walters? Let's see. I no. I said I was just. Uh, I was hoping that Addison and Sam would have her assessed, and like, and they did. Like, should they, yeah. they see Sheldon? And yeah, it's just very interesting to see the codependency. And then I have abductor in all caps. <laughs> when they mm-hmm. when they mentioned, I was just like, it's just mind blowing to me what can be going on people's lives (laughs) not knowing yeah yeah Yeah. I don't have anything for Troy Hagen or Del Parker okay yeah I don't have any yet yeah yeah I thought it was interesting that Sam was the cardio surgeon on call though oh oh yeah that's right yeah of all nights Mm -hmm. I mean he was three weeks out from the due date so but um that's true that's true yeah especially after the scene of Sam and Addison being like, you got to say two lies today. Yeah. Anything else before we get to miscellaneous? No, no, that's all I have. Okay. Um, the scene in the CT room when yeah. Amelia and Violet are together, uh-huh. I feel like they look like sisters. Oh, wow. I never thought of it. Yeah, they look very just like related in that scene. Wow, I could see it. Mm-hmm. So see it. I really did enjoy Amelia in that scene. I was like, look at her. Go ahead. Sound like a real doctor. Right, right. Yeah. And she still, she looked so young. And I was like, wow, you are a child. I know. Just that baby face. And I like, oh, I have to send you pictures and clips and stuff from it. But that other show that I told you I discovered called The Missing or something like that, that she Mm -hmm. did years before um, private practice and grace. Just like the rosiest cheeks. Like she just like Mm -hmm. looks so young. And I'm like. She literally looks like a teenager in it, to be honest. Um, but 
Yeah. When Sheldon and Addison are in the elevator. Yes. I was cracking up. I love that. Addison, knowing her worth once again, as we Mm -hmm. love, she goes, only eight people in the world do what I do. (laughs) She goes, I can operate on your baby when they're inside your uterus and And when they're outside. I was like, she better flex. I love that she was like listing down her prices. It's like, Addison, how many free elevator sessions has Sheldon given you? (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. And when they're talking about how Sheldon went to ask for stamps, Sheldon goes, I I pay my bills electronically. Such a Sheldon thing to say. I know. I love that. I I love that so much. We love Sheldon here at the HAB podcast. Yes, we do. And I was just thinking, like, poor Sheldon, that he's seemingly is always the guy who's always loses the girl to yeah. someone else. And he's always second choice, but always the best guy. Right. Yeah. Which is so hurtful because he's such a great guy. Like, he, like, deserves to be somebody's first, as we know. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, it was, like, it was sweet and sad at the same time to kind of see her, like, simping over Charlotte. Because I feel at the end of the day that it's, like, it's just always going to be, always was going to be Cooper and Charlotte, even though I told uh-huh. you I have my reservations about like kind of shipping Cooper and Violet. Um, mm-hmm. That's like another world, but <laughs> for now we know it's Cooper and Charlotte. So it's like, Oh, Sheldon. Speaking of Violet and Cooper, yes. when they're having that picnic at the end, did you think that they were going to kiss? Because I thought they were going to kiss. Yes, I definitely thought that it was like the setup for something romantic. And the next thing we know, Violet was telling him to like, go get her, go get Charlotte. And I was yeah. just like, oh, this could have been, you know, good, good breeding time to just <laughs> to, to kind of work something up, like to like at least spark a flame a little bit. But it was quite a romantic picnic. It was like, wasn't giving like best friend picnic, but like, what do no. I know? <laughs> No. Yeah, truly. I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, have another I, idea. I do have another note about the picnic. Yes, please. <laughs> said, if Violet gave me mac and cheese topped with cheese and sugar, I would also wait to be talking about the love of my life. <laughs> like that could be put on pause for a minute. Just yeah, just like let me let me fill my tummy first. I don't blame delicious them. mac I don't and blame cheese. At all. No, but mac and cheese is my weakness. So. I love mac and cheese. Oh, I said Sheldon deserves the world. He does. And then he goes, a great recipe for haggis, which I have heard of it, but I didn't know what it was. So I looked it up because I knew it was Scottish, but that's all. Yeah. And I got curious. And then I found out that traditional haggis is outlawed in the U.S. Because the recipe contains sheep lung. Oh, God. How do you spell it? Haggis? H-A-G-G-I-S. Okay. I thought of it more of like shepherd's pie or like right. like a chip, chicken pot pie type deal, uh, but it's uh, more like black pudding. Very interesting um, yeah. texture, it looks like. It does, it does. I, I'll stick with my mac and cheese, but I appreciate right. this recipe for haggis. Right. Very interesting. Give me a vegan haggis. I could probably do that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sam coming to terms with his inability to be with Addison. Yeah. Broke my heart. But, like, also this is what she's been saying for basically the whole season. Yeah. And her face when he says, we live in the real world, Mark Tinker, always with the good shots. Mm, yeah. They have some really nice moments. And mm-hmm. Yeah. and Because it's – I feel like it's such a contrast because I have my first note for Sam was, like, at least he and Addison are able to work together like relatively yeah. comfortably. But um, then my 
last and only other note because I was like poor Sam I was like when he said that they they like won't be able to be like never be more than neighbors I was like oh what a dagger to the heart I'm sure that was hard for Addison to hear but it's just like yeah like I'm glad that we kind of arrived at the moment it's just like like it's it's out in the open now like now like Naomi knows like you know okay like it's all out there and like even though Addison didn't do anything wrong you know didn't do anything wrong you know and and Naomi like acknowledges that my whole point is is that like you know why shouldn't why shouldn't Addison and Sam like give it their best shot like they're like you know Mm -hmm. I guess like one could say like you know it's still you know not right because of Naomi which is at the end of the day I mean like they're they're two adults Naomi and Sam aren't together anymore Mm -hmm. but but I guess this is like a little early musing but like I guess my question is it's just like okay but now that like now that they're being for real about this and like they're like we're assuming that they're going to move on kind of unapologetically from here like what how will that be received by Naomi okay we'll see we'll see we'll see we'll see yeah I like that musing (laughs) I like it I feel like I want Sam and Sheldon to go on some sort of relaxation weekend where mm. they can just vent yeah, till the end of time. <laughs> like a little bros weekend at the cabin yeah. or something. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like a spa day if they wish. Yeah. A bourbon tasting, a wine tasting, whatever they want. Something. Just to be like, we are the good guys. Like yeah. half a season ago when Sam is like, I am what did he say, a golden retriever or a lab or something? He was like, I am a good dog. And then oh. he was like, I am good cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To, like, the cake, the cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, was he talking about Mark? When he was like, Mark is a, I don't know. I don't remember. Do you, the, pod, the podcast ghosts are screaming at us. It's fine. But in the, in the crossover when he was like, Mark is this kind of dog. I am this kind of dog. And I was like, he's wrong. The bad kind of dog is this. Not that there are any bad dogs. But no, kind of, of course. Yeah. But yeah, we, we know. Yeah, yeah. we know, we know, we know. Right. <laughs> but I also want to see their boys weekend. Yes. Oh my God. I feel like it would be a sight to see. I know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a relationship I would like to see explored. That's my music. Yeah. yeah. Same. Sheldon Sam. that just made me think of um our older millennials will know the band s club seven oh yes 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 s club two oh yes oh yes this one private practice does give like s club vibes (laughs) it does it does that ensemble that ensemble meaning yeah very that could be another thing on maya's on maya's birthing playlist but i don't really see that right maybe she's a little little, little too young for s club but i i would love i would love to see some lizzie mcguire on her playlist oh yes i feel like she would be a fan oh yeah oh yeah and some um even steven's musical episode Mm -hmm. (laughs) yes 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 violet speech to pete Mm. Amazing. amazing very good very good and then he starts to tear up and they hug, but she books it out of there before yeah. he kisses her. Because I could tell he was about to. And she was like, no, no, no. Yeah, right. Masterclass. Yeah. And then I said, dude, this show is so good. It is very good. Yeah. The storytelling is like impeccable. Mm-hmm. And Violet, I think, 
has a right to be mad at Cooper and yeah. to honestly to be mad at all of them. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's the, yeah. I said yeah. the same thing. I said specifically with Pete, I said, I can understand her being upset with Pete, especially after he's been a friend to her. Um, I mean, I'm so sorry. This is me about Violet being upset with Cooper. Um, yes. In my, yeah. yeah, we always, you and I both do this. Like, <sighs> we know that Pete and Cooper are two different people, but in our brains, like in our mind's eye, we're like, yeah. wait, what? Yeah, I literally have Pete written, but I know I mean Cooper. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, because he's like, you know, he's been a friend to her through all of this. And I think, you know, in doing that, like, she would assume that like, oh, he's on my side. And then him getting up on the stand and kind of, and kind of you know mm-hmm. denouncing her being fit to be a mother is like mm-hmm. yeah I can understand how she would feel betrayed you know? yeah 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 absolutely my last note is mm-hmm. that it just is like such a shame because it seems like this is going to be a happy end of the season everything is coming together everyone's forgiving each other the couples are maybe where they're supposed to be or there but there's still like little cliffhangers and i know we still have one episode to go there's these little cliffhangers of like sheldon is with charlotte and cooper is with charlotte and like addison now wants to be with sam it seems and Uh sam is like but we can't right and then boom the life light I couldn't believe it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like, you think, you know, shows enough, like after like being people like us who watch them so often, it's like, you think you'd be able to see it coming that like, you know, clearly not all's well that ends well, you know, like <laughs> clearly there's going to be something, but like they really caught me off guard. Like I couldn't believe it when it was Dell walking from the, the helicopter. And I was like, what? Yeah. What was your, what was your first, uh, <sighs> thought reaction to it mm-hmm. I think I was just so shocked because like the last frame we saw was like Dell and Maya in the car getting in the car they were in, in the, car. the car and she was like oh yes. baby literally the last thing we saw so like it would have never occurred to me that they would have gotten in an accident especially since we didn't see it so that like really threw me for a loop um but I should have known like when when Sam was getting pulled away into surgery it was kind of giving me like why would they choose to like pull him away right now when his daughter's on her way to have her child. So, yeah, it was definitely interesting seeing how, like, the setup to, like, what this feels like a a snowball effect. Yeah. 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 The next episode is really difficult to watch. So okay. prepare yourself. Oh, Lord. Mentally. Yeah. All right. Yeah, mentally, physically, emotionally. Okay. Have that chocolate ice cream ready. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> have my, all my comfort foods surrounding me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Do you have any stray notes? No, I think we hit them. Hit them all one way or the other. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I've uh, already given it away, but my Sam style for the week is Violet. Yeah. Uh, it's such a change from her normal casual boho style mm-hmm. and it's almost like a continuation of her cosmopolitan style upgrade that's yeah. air quotes upgrade because yeah. you know boho style is obviously fine and like mm-hmm. very fashionable as well but mm-hmm. the cosmopolitan style from last episode when she's back from Costa Rica and New York mm-hmm. and this is what she's what my award goes to is it's a lavender 1920s ish style dress mm-hmm. with the sheer overlay 
over a satin slip that has these vertical sequins. And at first I was like, that doesn't go together. But then (laughs) when I saw the whole thing, minus the white tights, Uh I was like, oh, that's gorgeous. That's a really great, great outfit. And it's paired with this amazing wavy vintage hair and these dangly iridescent mother of pearl earrings that pick Mm -hmm. up the color of the dress and a simple gold necklace. We will forgive the white tights. My personal pet peeve. Yes, yes. Um, and there's plum kitten heels, which like I feel neither way about at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like it's similarly to when Addison wore this like that sweatshirt when Busy and the Captain turned her life upside down, okay. and when Naomi wore the business dress to the gala and the date dress to the office. This is just like a continuation of the private practice costume department really thriving with this integrating the storytelling with the style. Yeah. And I love it because they just as easily could have put her in not a sweatshirt, but, you know, something where it shows she's a little disheveled. She's really upset about the outcome of it. Yeah. Or, you know, if they really wanted to, they could have kept her in the style that we have seen her in for the past three seasons. Mm -hmm. But this is really showing that she has done the work and she has grown. Yeah. And that she just, not that she didn't have it all together before, but that she's ready to grow up. Right. Yeah. And be a mother. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it's definitely I feel like her style has been so much more elevated, you know, since she's yeah. been back and that's such a good point. I think that that's a, it's a really great way to show her internal character arc yeah. if you will of her like, you know, yeah, maturing in the motherhood. Mhm. What is Who is your guest spotlight? Our guest star spotlight is Miss Amy Aquino. She plays Claire. I just thought that um, she did such a phenomenal job with the role, Uh, essentially almost in a a way having to play two different people or like two different personality types um, because we see her um, in her happy mood when she has the tumor. And then we see how once that is removed, um, she is back to her old self. But The actress who plays Claire is Amy Aquino. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But she was born on March 20th, 1957 in Teaneck, New Jersey. I've never heard of that town. Have you heard of it? Oh, I have. Oh, yeah. You have? Okay. Oh, wow. Um, Very little uh, trivia on Miss Amy. But uh, she graduated from Harvard University with a degree in biology. Hashtag smart girls. And then graduated from Yale School of Drama with an MFA. Wow. Impressive. She's an avid gardener, and she learned that from her father in her childhood. But a little bit more about her. Um, she's a veteran actress, and she starred in the hit series Bosch. Um, she's played Lieutenant Grace Billets, the immediate superior and close friend of the homicide detector Harry Bosch on the show. Um, and the series returned for its sixth season in April 2020. And she's also been seen on um, The Good Fight on CBS. So she's had it's a on my list. Yes, yes. The, my mother loves The Good Fight. She loves that. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's had a 30 plus year career being on another medical drama show, ER. Um, she's been seen on Glee, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Being Human, Judging Amy. Shout oh. out to um, Miss uh, Miss Violet's real name, Sam. You know I'm horrible. Amy Brennan. 
Amy, but oh, well, that's easy because her name is Amy. Amy, Annie. Amy, Amy. Amy. Everybody loves Raymond, Felicity, and Brothers and Sisters. And some of her film work includes Working Girl, Moonstruck, Boys on the Side, The Singing Detectives, White Oleander. I actually love that movie. Um, A Lot Like Love, In Good Company, and Beautiful Boy with Steve Carell. So, so many good things. I loved yeah. Brothers and Sisters. Did you watch that when it I was didn't. on? No, uh-uh, I didn't. It's really good. It's about a family. It's it's like Grey's esque. I think that it was in on Thursdays as well. I think mm-hmm. that it was in that time slot. Okay, in one of these time slots. Oh wow, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. And her face looks familiar. Like she's an actress that I know that I've seen before. So it's just a matter of like remembering what. But she was she was great. Yeah. I agree. Well, thank you for that spotlight. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> this oh, trivia. This yes. episode scored 8.15 million viewers. Okay. So Amy Aquino, who you just talked about, mm-hmm. who plays Claire, also played Marianne Grandy in an yes. episode of Grey's Anatomy. As we said before, she's mad that her husband was tired on their vacation, and then mm-hmm. she was sorry when it turned out to be a brain tumor. Mm-hmm. Ironically, she has a brain tumor now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Timothy Bottoms, who plays Irwin, mm-hmm. also played Carl Murphy in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. That is George's leech guy. He has like wow. frost bite or something on his nose, and they're trying to stimulate blood to his extremities on his mm-hmm. nose and his hands. Wow. I just watched that episode. Um, he keeps the leeches and like names them. It's a, it's a little bit beyond my uh, likes, <sighs> but I did enjoy it. Yeah. Larry Clark. Not Gary Clark, but Larry Clark. Not, not to be confused. <laughs> not, not at all to be confused. Who plays George Walters. Mm-hmm. Also played Paul in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. As we said before, that's the guy who was doing the war reenactment mm-hmm. in the bomb episode. And that's how the uh, bomb ended up in his friend. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Sarah Hagen, who plays Kim Walters slash Lainey. That's mm-hmm. another one who I didn't I didn't catch her her real her her given name. Right. Also played Devo Friedman in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Okay. My probably least favorite in all eighteen soon to be nineteen seasons of Grey's Anatomy. My uh-huh. least favorite patient storyline. She has something wrong with her heart. It's Burke and Alex, and sh- they want to do a porcine valve, which is a pig valve. But she's like, I can't do that. I'm mm. Jewish. But it makes me really mad because in Judaism, it's like you do anything you can to save a life. Mm-hmm. So I brought this up before because we covered it um, yeah. in a, I think it was in, I don't know, but we've we've covered it in some sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. my least favorite, uh, season one. It's not like I hold a grudge for 18 years or anything. <laughs> Right. She did an incredible job. It's just yeah. my least favorite. And I'm sure that there are people who feel that way. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> David yeah. Grant Wright, who plays Troy, also mm-hmm. played Mr. Burton in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Okay. Uh, that is the father of Jake Burton, who is the kid with all the face tumors, mm-hmm. um, who ends up passing away in surgery. But that is Mark Sloan's first surgery at Seattle Grace Hospital. Oh, okay. Yes. Wow. And we have a goof for the first time in a while. Oh, oh. When Cooper is speaking to Violet and uh-huh. mentions how she used his 1910 silver dollar yes. for paying for pizza that his grandpa gave him for his bar mitzvah. Uh-huh. In fact, there were no silver dollars struck in the U.S. after 
1904 until 1921. Huh. How about it? Someone didn't didn't have a dramaturg on set, huh? (laughs) Right, right. I thought, I thought, and also I was like, who catches that? And like, where is the crossover between someone with an IMDb Pro account and someone who would know that fact? Yeah. (laughs) Doesn't, because who would, yeah, I'm very interested to see how someone caught that. Cause yeah, over my head. Yep, for sure. I know we've mused a bit already. Yes. But what else, what other musings do you have for us? Oh boy. I think it probably goes without saying. I think that Violet is like, you know, going to continue to like navigate um, what being a mother is really quite generally. I think there's still, as we've seen a little bit in this episode, like some repairing with some relationships that might have to take place, especially after we had like, you know, all the, these blowouts in court. But yeah, I think that that's going to happen gradually. What else here? I think the big obvious thing, you know, waiting to see what happens with um, Maya, hoping and praying that she pulls through and that the baby is okay. I just know that Naomi is going to show up completely wrecked. So just seeing how everything is going to like go down in the hospital from here and just like keeping fingers crossed for a happy ending. (laughs) Um, Who else here? Yeah, this love triangle between Pete, uh, not Pete. See, we already <laughs> discussed this. Something about Pete and Cooper, man. Cooper. I know, I know. Cooper, Charlotte, and Sheldon. Um, like we said, uh, we want to see, we want to see Sheldon win so badly. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm excited to see like Sheldon kind of like you know shoot his shot. And then kind of to see how like Cooper is going to respond to that. Cause I think that like, that's going to like give Cooper some pushback and he might have to like step it up and like find some new tricks to, to keep Charlotte's heart. So yeah, I'm interested to see how that's going to, going to happen. Um, and as far as Addison and Sam, yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's just going to come down to seeing if she's just going to like, if she's going to go for it or not, because at this point I feel like we know what they both want, which is each other. So I think it's just like, how much longer is Addison going to let, um, you know, her friendship with Naomi, which is like a very valid thing, how long mm-hmm. she's going to let that like postpone seeing what potential is there. So you go find out, hopefully. Do you, do you have anything, I know it's more minor, but about the William Fife Naomi situation? Oh, yeah, William Fife, man. I feel like seeing William in this in the condition that he's in. Um, I feel like Naomi is leaning into it, like obviously like giving more like care, acting as a caretaker in a sense. Um, but it's just like, I like, does she want that? Like, is she willing to commit to that? Like for, you know, for her life, I guess would be my, my question. Um, and uh, I, I want, want to know how, like, because did we find out at the end of this episode whether Fife is going to help or not? Yeah, he said something about the some sort of something is going to be ready. I don't okay. know if he means the actual injection thing. Okay. Or okay. if he means the paperwork that um, they're working on it. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what I was wondering. I was like, I wanted, I'm curious to see how long he's going to let his feelings be in his feelings get in, get in the way. Mm-hmm. If he's going to actually let that like stop him from helping Naomi with him. 
with Michael, but uh, with William, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I personally would like to see how things would blossom with Fife and Naomi, just because they had such a beautiful moment, we know, before. And, you know, mm-hmm. their chemistry and the attraction is obviously there. So yeah, I hate to say it, that it feels like it feels like William's in the way in a, in a way. But, um, but <laughs> you know, because he's obviously like in a condition that he can't help. He's sick. Yeah. But, um, well, Fife yeah. feels the same way. So right. Exactly. Right. And is more forward about it. So <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Anything about Dell? Oh, Dell. Yeah, because he was driving, um, driving Maya. Yeah, I mean, I just like, uh, first of all, I would think like the pressure of uh, this happening while he was driving the car, like, you know, again, that big brother sense, maybe a little bit of fear he would have um, from Naomi and Sam, you know, being like, I'm, I was the one that was supposed to be responsible yes. for your daughter for X amount of time. And I, I am interested to see how hard they're going to be on him for that or how much pressure he'd put on himself. Mm-hmm. But yes, that's, that's what I'm using for him for the next episode. Yeah. Do you have any um, feelings, musings, thoughts on the cause of the crash? <sighs> Cause are we told, are we told at the end of this episode? We are not. We're not. Just that the guy comes out and Sam goes to take care of the heart thing mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the other people come out and they say these are the people from the other car. So we know that that something happened. Same crash. Yes. Right. Exactly. Man. I feel like I mean the most common things we know that like can cause stuff like that is drunk driving as a you know, and of course the accidents happen. Sometimes people aren't paying mm-hmm. attention. Um but yes, the fact that like the the, the other people were brought in. I can only imagine that there, there might be some tension, some, some drama that might take place. Um, knowing that they were all a part of the same accident. I'm sure there's going to be some blame placing happening, but I'll be very interested to see because I feel like the reason behind it all is going to incite a lot of emotions. <laughs> yeah. Especially knowing that like Maya is like, carrying a child so mm-hmm. yeah yeah I I think those are all very great muses thank you magnificent thank you. muses if you I will I appreciate it I so appreciate it <laughs> thank you my rating yes is a gorgeous five-star restaurant on the beach the sun is setting Ooh. there's maybe a string quartet you're with wonderful people you're relaxed yeah. And then a bird poops on your plate of food. Ooh. Because everything, as we said, everything seems to be going well. Yeah. Um, you know, minus the brain tumor and the child abduction with like, yeah. the pregnancy. <laughs> right. But with our ensemble of friends, everything mm-hmm. for the most part seems to be sort of falling into place. Right. And then we find out that Maya is in massive jeopardy. Yes. How about you? Mine is, I guess, similar in the sense of like plans going awry. My rating is change of plans. Like when you have to switch hotels or you have to choose a different excursion at the last minute, which proves to be very annoying on vacations. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, kind of the same thing. The sense of like having a plan of something going one way and the opposite happening because it's like you don't know if that hotel is going to have like Wi-Fi or <laughs> the amenities. Like, do they have 
complimentary breakfast in the morning. Um, and very similarly, I think in this episode, um, you know, we think things are going one way and it turns out to be another, like, you know, we think that Del and Maya are on their way to the, <laughs> to the hospital to deliver this healthy baby. And then of course, mm. uh, uh, monkey wrench kind of gets thrown into it. Um, and the accident happens and, um, kind of the same, I feel with like Charlotte and Cooper, you know, we yes. think that like, okay, they're like finally going to like approach, um, getting back to each other, um, to what they were. And then Sheldon's like, Oh, hold up. But I have feelings here that need to be acknowledged. So yeah, I feel like that can be found in a lot of the, the relationships here. And also how it seems like we're going to have Pete and Violet fighting for who knows how long and Pete and I mean, and Violet and Cooper fighting for who knows how long. Mm-hmm. And then they both sort of make up. So it's again, yeah. changing the plans. Yeah. Cause I definitely thought that it was going to be like a little bit more cutthroat post court, but Mm-hmm. they've actually been handling it really well yeah maybe they maybe they heard me last episode being like, yeah not three exactly. seasons exactly. of Violet and right. Lucas and all of this yeah. like, enough <laughs> right how about your MVP my MVP hmm I actually hadn't even given it much thought actually I think I'm going to go with Amelia Amelia okay. in this episode and I think it's because I thought that like her monologue talking about like why she turned to drugs was like so beautifully delivered. And, um, mm-hmm. and I, and I think that it like, there were so many beautiful things about it that like, even though she kind of like disagreed with the beliefs of this woman and, um, and from a doctor's point of view, it was very clearly recognizing that like you have a tumor and that's why you're acting this way, but then yes. kind of still respecting her beliefs in the sense that like, you know, I, I don't believe in what you believe in, but like, if I did, <laughs> I yeah. don't think that this is the way that like, you know, things should be going, you know, and that there's like a better way. And so I just thought that like her delivery of all of that was so great and it, that it ended up saving the patient's life, even if the patient turned out to not be the nicest person at the end of the world yeah. <laughs> they still, you know at the end of the day they still have their life so it makes you wonder how that happens you know someone yeah. just so angry all the time right exactly because mm-hmm. that's like you know it may not be a tumor but like there's a source for that you know a chemical imbalance of yeah, yeah there's a reason so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah I love that mm-hmm. I chose Sheldon Oh, very good. For standing up for himself mm-hmm. and that awesome, beautiful monologue to Charlotte. Yes. And the adorable scene with Addison in the elevator. So good. We and, love Sh- and then we go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say we love Sheldon. We love that he shot his shot. <laughs> yeah, we we I want a Sheldon spinoff. I know that this is a spinoff already, but we want a spinoff of the spinoff of just Double Sheldon, spin-off. like living like Sex in the City Sheldon style. Yes, yes. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and then professionally, how he was shedding light on the abduction mm-hmm. and telling them then that he thinks that this is going on and treating Kim with such care. Mm-hmm. Once again, proving that he is an incredible psychiatrist. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything else before we do the credits? Girl, that's it. Oh, my God. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to be the first to hear future episodes. You can find me on Instagram at, at Melissa Clark 
and on Twitter at at Melissa with three E's. And you can follow me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show and we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash B-H-A-B podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 3, Episode 23. They are available to stream on Hulu and can be purchased on iTunes, Amazon, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at Podcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in two weeks. TGIT.